0: here new to episode six today is july 29th i'm your host boston beer benny uh boston beer benny on instagram treehouse benny on untapped to my left no. right in the driver's seat today is uh josh mofoy josh how you doing
1: living the dream just trying to keep the car on the road
0: <laughs> yes we are doing a super exclusive and mobile podcast today we're in the car on our way up to the Treehouse Brewery in Charlton for the first time. We are very excited about that. Um, But that will be part of our second show. We're gonna do episode 6.5 later, Treehouse Spectacular on the way back. And uh, hopefully we'll keep the car on the road for you. But we're gonna go right into the tap list, a quick rundown of our show today. So we're gonna do, what are you drinking? uh, Local releases, a collaboration season. Uh, beer battle is a new segment. We're gonna do a state versus state thing for New England beers. Uh, vocabulary. We're gonna learn a new vocabulary word today. Weird beer stuff. The fan favorite, you know. And as always, we'll end it with shelf for the week. Uh, we do not have any sound buttons today, so we might have to have Mo improv the sound buttons if he's all right with that. But uh, just a reminder of our drinking game words. We have fantastic and dive in for me any mention of Mo's wife which is guaranteed to come up also the word correct and I have added a word Mo while you were away super we say super a lot so um, whenever we say that uh, please take a sip of your IPA there will be at least I can say a a half dozen road rage incidents today probably
1: I I haven't been cut off yet so that's yeah that's solid
0: so uh, if you hear any road rage incidents please just finish your beer And if we crash and die, just pour one out for us. (laughs) Pour one out for the homies, you know? So we're going to go right into our first segment. What are you you drinking?
1: Uh, Well, I was pretty fortunate. I was just telling you a little bit the other day. Totally didn't improvise that sound yeah, clip, by way. Was really dropped the ball it. on that.
0: Really dropped the ball I on that. I thought you were going sound clip. Mm, it always goes down <laughs> smooth.
1: And I almost did too. I thought of it before you <laughs> said that. But then when you, when it came time I just it fell short. Yeah,
0: so what do you what do you got? What are you drinking?
1: Well about? I was telling you I met that guy at the restaurant the other day. I met this guy who works for a company, does a lot of traveling. Um, he's into like the the old folks' homes, hospitals type of thing. And so he travels all over the United States. He had a bunch of random beers. Um, he gave me a, a sour from Pizza Boy Brewery uh, in Pennsylvania. I literally know nothing about this brewery, um, so I'm going to pop that open. He yeah. also gave me a barley wine, uh, which frankly, again, I can't remember the brewery because I'd never heard of it before, but it was something from Pennsylvania, which is his neck of the woods, so excited to try those. He said the, the barley wine's been aging for a couple years. So.
0: so Shout out to speech therapist guy from yeah. the show, friend yep. the cask and pig which is the restaurant we're talking about. Me, I'm still working, hopefully uh, drinking this treehouse stuff later. That'll be in episode 6.5. But uh, as far as local releases go, news of the week, obviously, is Trillium. Uh, They did two big collaborations this week, one with Jay Wakefield called Affogato. Is that what it was called? That's correct, yes. Uh, So that word is actually an Italian dessert. Uh, It's the the real... dessert is vanilla gelato with an espresso shot poured over it Uh, so they made a stout with coffee and vanilla flavors as well as lactose so that sounds very good. had an affogato once
1: in San Francisco.
0: Oh there you go see that? It's very interesting. You're a man of many travels. Well
1: (laughs) I do what I can on the limited means that I have. Trillium
0: also put out a release with Monkish as we've alluded to on the show before. Monkish is in the area. They're doing some collaborations with some bigger breweries. They put out a collab with Monkish called Dial Up to Seven Digits. Um, I've heard just from some quick reviews. I've heard it tastes a lot like dialed in, but it has some Monkish influence. Uh, the title is a rap lyric, which is a, a thing that Monkish actually does from a um, Souls of Mischief. 93 oh, yes, until. I yeah, did see. Sorry. I did see that. Yeah, all up the seven digits, you know. So well. that's a uh, we're big rap fans here on the show. If you can't notice, of course, uh, more country, but rap. Uh, over to Lamplighter, they put out another beer called Sounded Vision. That's been seen in stores. Lamplighter's is a great company. If you can get your hands on it, our friends in Reckless Brewing up in New Hampshire, uh, big friends of ours, uh, Ian and Marlena. Marlena, they're, yeah, yeah, they're. They're great if you get a a chance to get up and see them. Very small, almost a nano brewery. They were at the New Hampshire Brewfest last week, and they put out two new beers this week. Lone Star State of Mind, which is the Texas-style IPA, and also a Mount Yudas Brown Ale. It's named after Mount Yudas in Littleton, New Hampshire. They also have it in a brew pub up there in Littleton, New Hampshire. I think that's why they named it that. Uh, Battery Steel uh, in Portland put out a Kino DDH IPA, which sounds delicious, and also a Telo Stout, and just a distribution note, Sip of Sunshine has been spotted in liquor stores in Portland, Maine. Really? Yeah, so they're getting, I, I mean, I can't get a freaking six-pack around here because it no. sells out in five seconds, but they got them in liquor stores in Portland, Maine, so.
1: I get it on tap all the time, and they keep sending me logs like yeah. it's no big deal. I've had a Sip of Sunshine on for like three weeks at the restaurant. Can't find a four-pack to save my life.
0: Yeah, I had it at, I had it at Rose Alley. It, it, it's like, I don't know, it's just running scores. I yeah, I think so. But, you know, it, it
1: is what it is. It's more accessible now, so yeah, exactly. it's easier to get. It doesn't have that same kind of allure,
0: but... Yeah, it'll be a lot better in cans, I think, if I, I, think I can so too. get my hands on it. but uh, So that's our local releases and what we are drinking Segment, uh, be sure to check in on Instagram. We're going to take a lot of pictures today of the treehouse trip, so and we'll also take a lot of pictures later on of what we're drinking tonight. Boston Beer Benny on Instagram, Treehouse Benny on Untapped. You can see what we rate those beers, uh, and we'll go into a new segment collab season. I got nothing. I got. You can't put me on the spot like that. Oh man! I got if nothing. Can, if this was a video podcast and you saw that face, that might have been the craziest. in the headlights.
1: <laughs> I probably came close to driving the car off the road. <laughs> so. I, when you put me on the spot, I can't think of any of the sound oh, clips man. that we use. That is fantastic. Well, it's nine dollar beer night. That's the only
0: one I can remember. Yeah. All right. We'll go with that. Hey, nine dollar beer night. So, uh, collapse season. Uh, it's been. This, this year, this time of year, I don't know if this happens particularly every year, but just this particular time of year, a lot of big breweries in our area, Nationwide are doing collabs. Uh, a couple nearby, we mentioned the Trillium one with Monkish, they also did another one with Other Half and Monkish down in New York City. We have inside information that Other Half is doing a release with Trillium up here soon uh, in the next coming weeks. So obviously Monkish is the next one there in the area, a West Coast beer that uh, a West Coast brewer that has moved over to the East Coast is doing doing some collabs with other half and trillium as we mentioned. Other half is one that you'll hear us talk about a lot out of Brooklyn, New York. They're a great company. It seems like they almost exclusively do collabs, which isn't true. They obviously do their own beer, but Shitload of collabs. Yeah, so this summer so far, I talked about Omnipolo last week. Yep. Their collab with Omnipolo. They have one with Trillium coming up. They also did one with Trillium in the Potato Series. Uh, The Monkish one, which was the Potato Series as well. They did the Twigs, Nuts, and Berries release, which was a stout release with uh, Siren Brewing. Uh, So they're a big one. And the other one is Jay Wakefield out of Florida that has been up here. Uh, They did a collab recently, as we mentioned, their local releases with Trillium. They also did the one two weeks ago that I mentioned with Night Shift, uh, two for flinching. So um,
1: got a Jake Jay Wakefield on deck at the restaurant. Little side note. Nice. Yeah. Just straight Jay Wakefield. It's called uh, Hop for Wake Hop for Hop for Teacher. Hop for Teacher. Yeah, okay. just straight Jake Jay Wakefield, not a not a collab, but nice. I haven't tried a whole lot from them, so it would be cool to get that on tap.
0: Yeah. So my questions about uh, the collab season for UMO. Uh, what are your thoughts on collabs? Do you like them? Do you not like them? Uh, do you think you can taste? The influence from a particular brewery when they do a collab because personally with me whoever hosts the collab as in if Monkish just one with Trillium, I really only chase the Trillium influence and I don't know if that's something uh, just because the equipment if that's you know the local water that they use if it's just they put their own finishing touch on it I don't really know how the collaboration process works they just talk about the recipe do they actually physically brew with them or um what are your thoughts on it what do you feel about collaborations
1: well i'll I'll address the first part of your question um i love them i think they're i think they're phenomenal uh getting two world-class breweries together in, in the same room which is what i assume it to be um you know i assume that they hang out talk about a recipe hey i you know i was really curious about doing this what if we did that oh well, let's fucking try it let's see what happens yeah um i think you get a really lot of cool flavors from it a lot of a lot of weird beers that maybe people wouldn't try otherwise but there's such a high demand for collaborations that frankly it, you could be making pee and poop beer that we talked about three weeks ago mm-hmm. but if it was a collaboration then people would be clamoring for it because you know you put two breweries together and it's like you have double that selling power now um and as far as the influences are concerned i'm I'm expecting this this monkish trillium to to reek of trillium, basically. I I would guess it has something to do with home court advantage, just being in. here yeah. I, I assume they brewed it in in Canton or in Boston, but I assume their their equipment, their hops, their water. Um, I don't know if the other brewery brings hops from their location too to kind of give it a East Coast West Coast thing. Yeah. I, I'm not exactly sure how that works, but I I would assume that this beer is going to. Uh, Breathe trillium as soon as you as soon as you pop it open. I, I imagine you're just gonna you're just gonna get that trillium flavor, but we'll see.
0: Yeah, I mean I I'm not the biggest fan of Dal I've said that before. It's not really my style of beer. It, it is very good, but it's not my favorite that trillium puts out. Sure. So this one is gonna taste a lot like Dal Din from what I've heard. Or oh, the muscat juice. for Yes. Sure, yeah. And I, and I just don't have thing. I just don't have anything from Monkish to. To compare it to, right. so I wouldn't even know a monkish influence if I if I tried it. But That's you know, true. maybe I can do that with the potato too. Maybe I can you know figure something out if I ever get to try that. So um, when,
1: when we get to try that, when we get to try gotta that, gotta think optimistic. That. Right. Yeah,
0: exactly. So uh, so we will post more about this on our Facebook discussion, mainly just links to the collabs that have come out, so you get to take a look at them, see kind of the labels. Uh, see some of the flavors and influences that they posted in it.
1: Usually, great cans and collaborations.
0: Too. Yeah, that's the other thing is they they each put their you know stamp on the can because everyone's can is is their trademark now. So I do want to end with one fun little question here, Mo. So if you could have a dream collaboration between any two breweries in the world, which would you want to try? Which would be your dream collaboration?
1: Well, I think at this point, I mean, especially since it, this is trillion, uh, this is uh, Treehouse Day. Yeah. I, I gotta say something with Treehouse. Yeah. Would be epic. I mean, I I would I couldn't even begin to guess how fast a beer collaboration with with Treehouse and fill in the blank here how fast that would sell. But, I mean, a, a Treehouse Trillium collab, yeah. a Treehouse Other Half collab, that would be sick. Yeah. I'd be all over that. I would travel to New York if I had to.
0: Yeah, those are the ones that I had as well, all, all Treehouse-based. Uh, Monkish and Treehouse, sure. that would be like the king of the West Coast, king of the East Coast. Uh, Treehouse Trillium, just for a local hometown sake. And a Treehouse Hill Farmstead. Oh, oh Yeah that would be i mean that would be unbelievable anything so, with
1: bissell brothers too i mean I,
0: yeah bissell's really cool anything
1: I mean, anything with them and, and somebody else would be would be phenomenal too
0: yeah bissell brothers is a is a great company uh they're back up there again calling a chameis they're up for Jesus. that another bachelor party shout i'm supposed out to, to let
1: him know I'm supposed to let him know if i want him to pick me up anything so yeah.
0: shout out to chuck congratulations uh on the uh the engagement, the soon marriage, and uh, enjoy your bachelor party weekend. But uh, so we will hop over. Uh, that's the end of our collapse season segment. We'll post more on our Facebook again. Join our Facebook, get in on the discussion. It's N E W B D on Facebook. Check it out. Uh, and we'll go into our next segment, which is beer battle. Uh, insert Kung, Su- Kung Fu sounds here. <laughs> Bam, beer battle. So <laughs> we are in beer battle. So Mo, this is a fun exercise that I dreamt of the other day. I was driving and I just it popped into my mind and I was like, yo, so if I could make a dream team of five breweries okay. from a particular state out of all the states in New England, who who do you think would win? So the way I did it was I kind of put a little more criteria on it because some states aren't as evenly matched as others okay um so i put one that is one brewery that is kind of a a macro brewery that is well distributed kind of nationwide and that people know almost an establishment beer I put two max contract guys on there, which are superstars coming up, Okay. and I put two smaller breweries, obviously there'll be some debate, but I just want you to use the list that I made so you can judge this for yourself. I think the only thing that I really know, I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I think New Hampshire beer... is is lacking it doesn't really fit in with the with the new england style so i would agree with that i have a feeling that new hampshire is going to finish last but i really don't know what the other order of of operations will be for this so we're going to go down what what uh what state do you want to start with you want to start farthest north you want to start south you want to start at home what are, you, what are you thinking? Let's start with this guy standing in his,
1: in his own lane first.
0: That would be yeah, cool. That's a, that's a road, road rage. It was so, very mild, but. Go ahead
1: and finish your beer. Yeah, just just finish it yeah, up. Yeah, we almost
0: died like four times there, but you couldn't tell the cracking in my voice, so.
1: <laughs> and I'm just so <laughs> smooth behind, behind the wheel. Yeah, you're definitely going this way. We're going the wrong and way. Yeah,
0: we but. missed the wrong way, so it's kind of on us too. So, all right, <laughs> where do you want to start? You want to start? Let's start around? home. Let's start home. All right, we're start in Massachusetts. So, these are the five breweries that I picked for the beer battle in Massachusetts. They represent Massachusetts starting five. Number one, the establishment beer is Sam Adams. Of course. Sam Adams, obviously nationwide distributor. I have a feeling I know where you're going with the other
1: one too. The two
0: powerhouse max contract guys, Trillium and Treehouse. Sure. And my smaller breweries, I may have, you know, put a little uh, of my own influence on it. Night Shift is one of my smaller ones. And I I included Castle Island. I flip-flopped back and forth. I really wanted Mystic but Mystic is kind of like a, a niche beer, so I put sure. Castle Island just for people at home listening. Okay. Now uh, We'll go south to Rhode Island, just so we'll, we'll keep it in the group. So again, Massachusetts starting five, Sam Adams, Trillium, Treehouse, Night Shift, Castle Island. Rhode Island, I did Newport Brewing. Okay. That's their, their big establishment beer. I think it's pretty well distributed around. Sure. Uh, the two powerhouse guys, I kind of have three, this is kind of like a, this is like a Spurs team. Okay, They're very well rounded. So, okay. Long Live, Proclamation, Tilted Barn, and then Sail.
1: I was wondering if you were gonna put Sail in there. Yeah, so that's
0: a solid five. I mean, I could have went with like Crooked Current or something like that, a really small one, just to kind of throw it in. But since it's the smallest state that we're gonna talk about, I wanted to give it the most evenly matched.
1: Great lineup though for a small state.
0: Yeah, that's not bad at all. So, New Hampshire, uh, New Hampshire was a tough one to do, but I, yeah. I came up with it. I don't even know if you've tried all of these, but uh, the, the well distributed is Smutty Nose. Yep, I've been to Smutty Nose. Yeah, so the two big ones, Stoneface and Kelson, they have a lot of the highest rated beers in New Hampshire. Deciduous, which is one of yes. my favorite ones, they make yes. some great sours. And our friends are Reckless, you made the show twice now. So, I mean, can you give us a little shout out on Instagram? I know you're not the most social media savvy guys, but if you could give us a shout out, that'd be nice. Yeah. did. <laughs> uh, moving west uh, from New Hampshire, we're going to Vermont Long Trail. Okay. The most yep. well distributed Vermont beer, I would say. Yeah. This one's going to give you a run for your money. Yes. The, Vermont's a tough one. Yeah. Alchemist and Hill Farmstead are the two powerhouse the max west. contract guys. I went Foley Brothers. Okay. for a smaller one sure. and then lost nation which is actually well distributed but it's still a smaller brewery.
1: it is that's true yeah uh,
0: i just wanted to make sure that you've at least tried these beers because uh, i could have said four quarters i could have said dive in brewery i don't know how much you've tried from either of those but i just wanted to keep it fair okay and Maine, Maine. i was really shocked doing this exercise at how many like establishment beers there are in maine yeah um but the establishment beer that i went with was Allagash. Yep, that's what I was. I thought Allagash was the most widely nationwide distributed, but I mean, shipyard is. Yeah,
1: you know, they're, they're the very money. up there too.
0: But for the sake of craft beer, we're going Allagash. Uh, Max contract guys: Bissell Brothers and Maine Beer Co.
1: No argument there. Yeah,
0: and uh, the two small ones we went with Foundation, and I went with Oxbow because a lot of people know about Oxbow. I mean, could have went with Battery Steel, could have went with Austin Street but we went with Oxbow for the sake of that. So, Mo, if you could try your best to rank those top five, again, so we'll just run down real quick. Massachusetts is Samuel Adams, Trillium, Treehouse, Night Shift in Castle Island. Rhode Island is Newport Brewery, or Newport Brewing, Long Live, Proclamation, Tilted Barn and Graysale, Smutty Nose, Stone Face, Kelson, Deciduous and Reckless for New Hampshire Uh, Vermont is Long Trail Alchemist, Hill Farmstead Foley Brothers Lost Nation and Maine is Allagash, Bissell Brothers Foundation Maine Brewing and Oxbow I hope you have your notepad at home and you're, you're keeping track of this but we'll post this on the Facebook page so don't worry, don't fret I might even put a poll up, how's that? You get a vote so how would you rank those?
1: I would say I mean obviously New Hampshire's got to be got to be at the bottom. Yeah. Um they're they're number 5, no real surprise there. Um and then it gets a little confusing. And not confusing, but just difficult. Um I'm going to go with Rhode Island number 4. Um okay. then at the 3 spot I'll go with Massachusetts all right all right two spot goes to maine wow and then i'm gonna i'm gonna give the overall overall victory to vermont wow uh that's
0: and i don't i don't love that (laughs) tough choice i mean it is a tough choice you are a a vermont beer fan so um you know you have a little sentimental reason for sure for picking vermont as well but Uh, It's a a tough choice. I mean, that that was the point of the practice. It's not an easy exercise. Um, But when you put so many good breweries down on paper and you start to think about it by region, uh, it's a little fun to do that. So you had your order as Vermont, Maine, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, and New Hampshire. So you're going with Vermont winning the whole thing. So if I had to rank... um, I, I had a real tough time with this as well. I'm not taking the. Yeah. No, nah, uh, I go this way now. Oh, no kidding. It's a little so, different. I'm all just ran right. a red light, I guess. A little road rage. Just ran a red light. So, uh, <laughs> go ahead and take a sip there. <laughs> uh, all right, back to ranking. So, I would put obviously New Hampshire number five. Unfortunately, they are not. They are just outshined on this list. So, uh, number four. am putting Vermont. I am not a super huge fan of the Vermont style of beer. I mean, I do love Hill Hill Farm Said They're great stuff. Alchemist, to me, I, I love Hetty Topper, but everything just kind of tastes very similar uh, that they do. Yeah. They have kind of, it's almost a West Coasty style. They do sure. have the more clean, crisp IPA. Um, long Trail, I like some Long Trail beers. I like Green Blaze, mm. but they are kind of a lower quality on the... Full thing. Foley Brothers is probably the you know the unsung hero on this this Vermont list. So yeah. Everything I've had from them has been great. Yep. Uh, they're a good, they're a great brewery. But anyway, Vermont goes down to number four for me. Number three, I'm going Rhode Island. I like Rhode Island a lot. It is the easiest beer for me to get, so I have a little uh, partialness there. I am able to. Uh, each one has kind of their own flavor profile. I'm gonna just kind of throw out Newport. Because I don't really drink Newport. I don't really like it. So that should have weighed it down from being in one of my top two. Uh, Long Live has a great profile. Soft, fruity IPAs that I like a lot. Proclamation has that kind of crisp IPA. Tilted Barn has some unique, flowery, um, interesting flavors that they get out of their stuff. And Gray Sale has a great mix too. They do a great smoked porter. They do a great... um, They're... Uh, what's the one there? Captain's Daughter. Yeah. Is their Juicy Double IPA. Their Flying Jenny's are pretty good. Standard IPA or American Pale Ale. Uh, so they're pretty well diverse. And I, I like Rhode Island a lot. So I'm putting them three. My number two is Massachusetts. Mm. Uh, Treehouse is my my favorite brewery. Um, but And I also I love Trillium stuff. Sam Adams is, is great. It's really something I drank a lot before I really got into craft beer, and they have an excellent selection. They do actually some pretty good uh, sour stuff with the Professor Plum and their Creek, and and they're kind of trying to get back to their roots, and obviously they have the Utopia, uh, which is another beer that kind of beer heads go after, but it's a barley wine, really not my thing. So just get rid of the Sam Adams, even though they are an establishment beer that a lot of people in the country know night shift i like a lot but again they their list is kind of top heavy they put out one or two very good things i I like a lot of their weisses that they do Mm. um i like some of their one hop this time and sometimes they use it's interesting because they use lesser known hops which is kind of some odd ones um so it gives you a chance to try like an idaho hop that you might have never tried or a falconeer's uh hop
1: i just had the idaho one the other day actually it was pretty good yeah yeah
0: it's it's unique and that's kind of you know not a a very cool hop that a a lot of or not cool but you know what i mean not not well used yeah big name hop so um and castle island is is kind of similar i mean they have some really good beers i like jetty by castle island Mm -hmm. they do some great stuff i really like you know the mystic that we didn't throw in here too i really like that stuff but anyway, Massachusetts comes in at number two on my list, and number one is one of my favorite beer towns in the world is Portland, uh, so I put Maine at number one. And simply for the fact, I think that with Allagash being the benchmark brewery in Maine, I think that they are the most crafty of the benchmark brewers. Um, Easily. Their Allagash White is a is market dominant for Belgian whites. It's almost... A lot of people say it's perfect for the style. Um, they have is. a great barrel program. They do some cool stouts with the Allegash Black. They have um, a lot of really cool sours. They do the cool Farm to Face. They do the Twenty Counties, which is very local for them. Um, so they're great. Uh, Maine Beer Co. is is a fantastic brewery. They could be they could have been the benchmark beer here. Uh, so that kind of puts Maine ahead of the pack for me as well. Bissell Brothers is on par with Trillium and Treehouse, I think, as far as innovation goes. Uh, maybe not the established kind of, of brewery that, that they are, but they are on par with innovation, kind of being hip to the scene, kind of trying some new things and, and making- Got a great it, following, too. Yeah, they I mean, they, they're a really cool facility. I love Foundation. I think it's really cool little hole in the wall that puts out some awesome beers, and they make uh, Epiphany, it's their double IPA, that's like one of the top five beers in the state of Maine. So when you get a small brewery like that putting out one of the top five beers, that that kind of brings it to the top. And Oxbow is whatever. I mean, you can insert any beer in there. I like Liquid Riot out of there, too. Mm. Uh, Battery Steel. They got Austin Street Brewing. Uh, so they're really good, a really deep lineup from Maine. So that's why at least for me... Uh, I'm taking my honeymoon up there in a couple of months. Shout out to Mo's wife. Uh, so you can take a <laughs> sip there. Uh, actually, the wife to be for me is on the vineyard right now at the bachelorette party. Hopefully, those girls are having some fun. They Shout out, out to have Jess. A- Shout out to Jess, of course. Take a sip. <laughs> that is fantastic and correct at the same time. Correct. Um, so, hopefully, they're having a super time at Bad Martha's and we're getting you drunk during this segment. But we will post our results of the beer battle on our Facebook group. If you haven't joined already, please join our Facebook group, N E W B D, on Facebook. Join Side the note. Discussion.
1: Side note. Before we move on, yeah. Uh, Foundation now distributed in Massachusetts. I don't know how long that's been a thing. Yeah. But it is. Uh, I have an afterglow keg in the in the cooler, it's ready to go. It's on deck. Um, so I was kind of excited that I can start getting that stuff now. I didn't know that was a thing.
0: Yeah, when I went up there last year, I actually talked to them, and they said, we will not sell beer outside of Maine. And something along those lines has changed. I, I don't know what happened, or maybe the lady was just trying to bamboozle me, but uh, something along those lines has changed. So, And they if do. you noticed a little uh, lack of enthusiasm for us during the segment, our show <laughs> did stop recording, uh, and we already did this whole thing. We did, yeah. This is a second take, this so is this is be a two. little more refined, but we're going to try to keep the step up, <laughs> keep the pep up as well. We'll post our results on the Facebook group. We'll even add it as a poll, so you can vote which one would be your favorite uh, favorite state in New England that makes beer for you. So, without further ado, or, I believe that's the word. Yeah, ado, you're, you're in there. Adieu, yeah. So, uh, we will go to Vucab Brewery. Insert sound here. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great pause. Uh, embrace the silence, more yep. So that's what I did. I have two vocabulary words here. Okay. Each one more riveting than the next. I will not ask you to spell these words because you already heard the words because we already recorded this segment.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll still pretend like I don't know what it is. Yeah,
0: okay. So we'll start. The first word here isn't actually a word. It is a collection of initials. So you can tell me if you know what this stands for. So the initials are IBU. Do you know what this is in the beer world? Uh, Yes, IBU
1: uh, is International Bittering Units. That
0: is correct, International Bittering Units. So you might see IBU at your local liquor store if you're looking at a beer also, they are big on the Beer Advocate website. We advise if you get a beer and you want to kind of learn more about it, go on to Beer Advocate. They're a great source of information. Uh, and they will give you kind of their rating. Their actual rating by the experts, they have a rating called uh, The Bros, which are just kind of guys that go on there and rate the beer and they take an overall score out of, is it 100? Is I think it's behind? 100, yeah. And um, they have IBUs also for almost every beer. So. Uh, the IBUs is a scale of bitterness for beer. It'll tell you how hoppy a beer is on your palate. And it goes from low to high. I don't know where the scale stops exactly. I actually think it goes up to like 200.
1: I think it does too, because I think the Dogfish 120 weighed in really, really high. Yeah, I
0: thought it was like 140 or yeah, something. Yeah, it was something really
1: high. But it used to be basically like a contest with brewers yeah. to see how high they could get the IBUs like, to be like a super hot bomb. Yeah. You know, things have changed a little bit now, but, um, yeah, that used to be a thing.
0: Yeah, that uh, that always, you know, the brewers <laughs> have their little contests where they go, most uh, alcohol by volume, most <laughs> yeah. most uh, IBUs. So but, who can
1: make the biggest BDS beer, basically.
0: Yeah. So a 10 IBU beer is kind of mild on the scale. It'd be like, I would say, maybe a Bud Light of some kind.
1: Sometimes sours are really low like that, yeah, too. Yeah, sours,
0: too, because they scientifically don't use the hop in, right. in the sour. and. Um, Something along the hoppier side, like a 90-minute IPA by Dogfish Head would be uh, in the 90 IBUs, I would say. So uh, take a look at those. Maybe check out some beers that you think are hoppy. Kind of see where they fall in the IBU scale on Beer Advocate. Again, we, we advise using that site.
1: Real generally speaking, you get about 10 IBUs. every 1% of alcohol. Yeah. That seems to be like, if a beer is 8%, it's usually around 80 IBUs. If it's 6%, it's usually around 60. That's not a foolproof system, but I I noticed that by and large for a lot of beers. Oh,
0: no kidding. That's a good uh, rule of thumb to learn. And so my second word for the vocabulary actually has a lot to do with IBUs. Um, The word is Groot. Uh, Groot. Groot. Can you spell Groot? Groot? Uh,
1: I am Groot. (laughs)
0: Yeah, it's similar. Okay. Very Uh, similar. I'll probably use that, actually.
1: G-R-O-O-T. I mean, Groot. I think he spells his G-R-O-O-T. So let's go with that. Final answer. Lock it in. I'm sure it's wrong.
0: That is incorrect. I
1: I figured as much.
0: Uh, So Groot, uh, I think it's pronounced Groot. Okay. So I kind of threw you off there. I wanted to Ooh. get you to spell it I both.
1: should have asked for uh, a second pronunciation, yeah, alternate pronunciation. The you
0: origin know. as well. The language of origin. So uh, Gruit is G-R-U-I-T. And uh, why this why this relates to IBUs as we uh, slow down here in traffic, we're in a bit of traffic the closer we get to Treehouse. Why Probably already in
1: the line, actually. Yeah.
0: <laughs> why a Gruit relates to IBUs is uh Gruen is actually a beer that is made without hops. So these Say beers what? will have a zero IBU. Uh, they are an old-fashioned, uh, ancient brewing style with herb mixtures, uh, so they don't soak any hops. They don't add anything to this other than, than um, spices. It's a lot like one of those um, make gin at home kits okay. that you would get, a gin yeah, making yep. kit got at one home. Of those ones. Yeah, where well they just have you use a straight standard, where they have you use vodka. Vodka. Yep. And then they add spices to it. So this is a lot like that, uh, but on the beer front. So they make 27 gruets uh, nationwide that I could find. Um, they come in a lot of spots that are hard to keep hops fresh. Uh, I think they had five to seven of them in Alaska. And they have a lot more uh, throughout the world. The most famous one that you can probably get your hands on. Uh, local to us is Mayflower Brewing. I actually did one called Dutch Courage, which is a Gruet that just came out. Um, very, very interesting. I'd advise if you do want to try it, just pick up a single can and kind of mix it into like a, a make-your-own-six-pack because I've i tried two of them. I've tried this one, actually. The uh, I've tried the Dutch Courage, and I've also tried a, a brewery out of Vermont made one called the River Runs Gruet. Hmm. Uh, it is very, very unique. It's not my thing. I, I don't like it at all, to be honest. It's kind of like Better
1: drinking. name than a beer?
0: Yes, exactly, exactly. Mm. The River Unscrew It came out around the holidays and it kind of had a cinnamony tint. Okay. Um, Makes it's sense. a lot like drinking like alcohol-flavored water uh, that has no flavor at all so it's it's very weird very unique a lot of lavenders in there a lot of dandelion yeah. and flower petals and
1: that doesn't sound like something i'd be yeah, into yeah
0: coriander things like that you know i mean just picture that it's exactly like drinking an herbal tea so
1: learn something new today though that's yeah good. so
0: uh, those that's our vocab brewery word i'll post the link to the uh it page where you can see those 27 nationwide Gruets uh, maybe if you do get out to the liquor store and get a chance to try that Dutch Courage, let us know what you think. I mean, just because I don't like it doesn't mean you won't like it. So um, we will move on to our next segment, fan favorite, weird beer stuff. Mo, what's the sound effect?
1: We like to go on riverboat hunting trips. Yeah. And we like to make our own beef jerky. Yeah. We shit with the door open. Correct. And something Something else.
0: Yeah, we've never done... Any of those things. So, uh, this is weird beer stuff. Thank you for that improv, book.
1: Funny how I can get it on the second time. Yeah. yeah
0: it's weird how that works. <laughs> oh, Shout man. out
1: to Fortin's Barbershop here.
0: Hey. hey Ohio. Doesn't look like appears. it's open, but. Well, you know, uh, I, don't, I don't know. Insert hair joke here, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, for weird beer stuff, I'm going to take you out to the beautiful country of Amsterdam. I assume Ooh. it's beautiful. I've never been there. I've never been. Yeah. Uh, I'd
1: probably, probably die if I went.
0: Uh, that would be my guess. Yeah, so Amsterdam, very forward-thinking as far as their uh, their drug laws, their uh, ladies of the night. Oh, shit. That's a fucking lawsuit waiting uh, to happen. We just got beeped at, guys. So take <laughs> a sip. This guy might kill us here. Um, anyway, we're in Amsterdam. Pay attention, guys. <laughs> we're in Amsterdam. Uh, I want to take you out to a government-funded organization. That actually pays alcoholics in beer. Really? Yeah. So in Amsterdam, they go out and they find these alcoholics. I'm guessing they're homeless people. All right. Take it easy, bud. He's Uh, not
1: happy with me. No,
0: that guy is not happy. We'll have you take another sip just because that's another road rage. It's the same one, but we'll have you take a sip. So the government-funded program in Amsterdam pays alcoholics and beer to clean the city streets. So these patrons have to work a full eight-hour day, but they get ten euros, a half pack of rolling tobacco, and five beers for their trouble. Okay. So it's a. Would you say that's a fair deal? What do you think? You think it's a fair deal?
1: I even if even if the euros, I, mean, I assume they translate to like a buck, two bucks, maybe. Yeah, I'm gonna
0: say two. Yeah, I, so I mean like 10,
1: 10, 20 bucks, a pack of smokes, yeah. and a, and a a five pack, which is weird, but. Um, yeah, I mean, what, what the hell else are they going to do?
0: Yeah, I mean, exactly. I mean, you could probably make more begging, but... Maybe
1: they do that as well. I don't know. I guess you can't do both. Yeah, I mean, I
0: I mean, I don't see why you couldn't. I
1: mean, I could probably clean up trash and also hold a cup asking for money. I mean, why the fuck not?
0: Yeah. Seems and doable. And, you know, you could also double down, spend that 10 euros on beer. Yes. Get twice as drunk. I mean, if you didn't want to buy a good meal, you could buy yeah. you could buy a decent meal, a little five five euro meal, yeah, and then spend the other five, maybe get a complete the six pack.
1: Sure, you can find a McDonald's, you know, just order from the euro menu, yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean, you get a bunch of things, or you just like you said, turn it into beer. Then you continue you continue your alcoholism, which means you qualify for the program the next day.
0: Yeah, yeah, Amsterdam so. really forward thinking. You know what they do? They They say, we have a problem, let's not try to fix it, let's use it to our advantage.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're fixing a problem. They may be creating a bigger one, but... Yeah,
0: I mean, well, eventually these people will drink themselves to death, But and then you'll have bodies to clean off the streets. But, more alcoholics to clean them, so...
1: Run it um, it through another red
0: light. (laughs) Another red light, take a drink, why not? Uh, And sticking on this topic, we will go over to the beautiful city of London. London, I'm not sure geographically where that relates to Amsterdam. How far away do you think that is? Um, it,
1: it's relatively far away. I mean, not not super far away. But, but relative. Amsterdam's like Eastern Europe, no? Uh,
0: Am sure. I way off? Sure. I mean, how do, how do I? I'm, I'm not even sure. This is not a ge- geographical podcast. But we're going to go out to London, and we'll hop in the time machine, go back to a great the great year of 1814. Great year. It was a great year for this country, I'll tell you. We weren't even founded yet, I don't think. Were we? Yeah, we 1776? were. 1776? Yeah, we were all right. All right. So we were we were well established by that time. Well established. We already had some great breweries in, in the making. Um, but in London, back in 1814, there was a flood on the streets. Uh, and those streets were flooded with beer. 400,000 gallons of beer, to be precise. Damn. Yeah. So what happened, I guess... At the Paris of St. Giles. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. You're probably not. G-I-L-E-S, St. Gilles, sure. um, they had a vat in there. I guess that place makes beer. I, I didn't understand that, but uh, they had a vat, 135,000 gallon vat collapsed, and it put so much pressure on the other vats. There were three other vats in the building that also collapsed, uh, cr- sending 400,000 gallons of beer out onto the streets of London. It actually destroyed two homes nearby, and it knocked down the wall of a nearby pub, which killed a teenage employee.
1: Uh, that, I mean, I would say that's ironic, but...
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a sad way to go, but you gotta think, it's 1814, so you was probably gonna catch the plague or, or get polio or something, so... At least he got drowned in beer. Instead.
1: Yeah, probably would have died from a common cold.
0: Yeah, I mean, so there's worse ways to go, especially in eighteen fourteen. Yeah, there's worse ways to go. If this happened to you now. there's actually worse ways to go too. So, sure. Uh, question for you, Mo: If four hundred thousand gallons of beer flooded the streets, okay? So we're gonna use it. We're gonna use a beer. This treehouse day, we'll use Treehouse. Sure. Say Treehouse had four hundred thousand gallons of beer. And it flooded onto a city street. And we'll just use a city that everybody knows. We'll say the city, New York City. Okay. All right. Would you take a mug and go down and fill up the mug with beer and try it? Absolutely. You would, you would try a beer, a street beer. Street beer? Yeah. The beer is, is mixed with the filth of the street. There's a dead teenage boy floating in it. There's rubble.
1: There's <laughs> a dead teenage boy. Well, he
0: died right. in a nearby well, pub. It's yeah. a fact. I mean,
1: I guess he would be floating by. Yeah. Um, I mean, yes, I would wait in line to get a beer. <laughs> you would have I, to wait in line. There would be a line. Uh, no question.
0: Actually, odds are it, they would run out. Before they would, ooh, they there. might run out.
1: <laughs> so. Speaking of that, I should probably check Twitter and see if we're even getting any beer. Yeah, why,
0: why don't you check the, the tweet bot there? Um, so that is weird beer stuff, guys. I mean, that's all we got for you. Try to keep the enthusiasm up because we have deleted our episode and we are doubling back. But uh, that's weird beer stuff. And we will move on to everyone's favorite segment. This is a closer shelfer of the week. Insert sound effect here. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, shelfer of the week. Mo, do you have a shelfer of the week for us? I do all right all right uh well that's good i know you're driving but why don't you give us your shelf for the week uh
1: my shelf for the week is based on something that we got in at the restaurant uh we got in a keg of wormtown bee hop beer this week all right Uh, so that's on deck that'll be coming to you soon uh it's really got me thinking um some beers that we've had since the beginning since we opened in april Mm -hmm. um one of the better beers that we've had a lot of success with as far as just being popular and selling really well uh, is Warmtown B Hoppy and we haven't used that one as a shelf for the week. I think that's a great shelf for the week. Um, great entry-level IPA. Uh, good hops. A uh, little bit of tropical notes in there too but uh, definitely a great beer for somebody who, you know, maybe just getting started on IPA or wants to cut their teeth on something kind of, you know, not to, not to throw shade but something a little basic. Yeah. Um, kind of get you into the style. Uh, Wormtown's a great beer for that. So B Hoppy, show for the week.
0: Yeah, that is a that's a good beer. It's always very consistent, and I, I like that Wormtown does a lot of tap takeovers. Uh, it's pretty accessible definitely. to their stuff. And they definitely put out different variations, so you can see when you try B Hoppy, you can always try B Hoppyer and see if you like a little more hopped version of that. Uh, see kind up, of where your palate
1: is. They go up one more too, right? B Hoppy, yes.
0: Yeah, they have B Hoppy. Yes, they also have some other crazy beers. Uh, that they Spies do. like but, us. Yeah, because so one time there's a lot of cool beers. Try that. Get a benchmark IPA and uh, test everything toward that, so that way at least you'll know um, you'll know something that you like, and you can go up and down from there and, and kind of get an idea. And with that being said, I have three IPAs right, that I want to put on my shelf for the week. Love it. Um, one is a benchmark IPA that I want everyone here... Uh, I mean, obviously, the big beer drinkers have had this beer... Maybe you're just getting into beer drinking and you really want to know what an IPA should taste like. I want you to go out to your local liquor store and get Dogfish Head 90 Minute IPA. Classic. This beer on Beer Advocate is as close to perfect as can be. Uh, It is a standard IPA. It's not East Coast, it's not juicy. It's not West Coast, it's not bitter. It is a standard IPA, traditional in every sense of the word. They use a little malt to offset the hops. Gives you a nice sweetness kind of like a raspberry and a little toasted flavor there i uh, had a couple guys try it last night they said it town it tastes a little chocolatey which yeah. i didn't really get but um you know whatever you taste in there is, is what you know what your mind goes to as to what you've eaten for food or what you've drank in the past so go out and try dogfish head 90 minute ipa And kind of use that as a benchmark beer when you go forward. Let us know if you think it's a little too hoppy, uh, if you think it's a little too sweet, if you think it could be more desired, a little juicier, a little more bitter, something like that. But that's kind of the benchmark IPA. And when you go on Beer Advocate and read a little bit about it, you'll see that it is very close to perfect as far as score goes. Uh, It's also a nine percenter and comes in a four pack. So you can enjoy a nice four pack won't fill up too much on beer and still get a pretty good buzz going. So, uh, Dogfish Head 90 Minute IPA is my first shelf for the week. And the other two to get a little more local are uh, Lord Lord Hobo out of Woburn, Mass. Lord Hobo put out two beers. They're not too new, but they did put out two beers that focused on just one single hop. And this is going to spur a poll question for us on our Facebook group. Uh, those two beers, one is Glorious. It's a Galaxy IPA that focuses mainly on the Galaxy Hop. Uh, and the second one is Hobo Life, which focuses on the Citra Hop. So uh, these are two big kind of superstar uh, hops in the beer world. You'll see them on just about everything. And I want you to go out and get these beers and kind of see what, if you can tell what the differences are. Uh, Galaxy is a little more acidic. It's kind of a. It's like drinking grapefruit juice. Oh my god, we almost died. What the fuck am I getting uh, beat that for? Well, because this guy almost killed us all. Uh, so you, take a sip, guys. At what home. A dick. <laughs> uh, Galaxy Hop, a little more like drinking grapefruit juice. It's acidic. It's got very, very subtle notes. It's a little more of an acquired taste, but once you get used to it, it is a great hop. Uh, and the Citra is a much softer fruitier hop uh, that is starred in a lot of beers it's much easier to drink over a long duration of time and it's um it's probably better for the beginner beer drinker but we do want you to go out and try both of these and let us know what you think so i will ask you mo which of the two hops is your favorite galaxy or citra
1: well we do have Lord Hobo Glorious on tap at the restaurant right now. Yeah, uh, it's been a really good seller so far. We've had huge success with Boom Sauce. Shout out to Boom Sauce, by the way, for uh, getting a Gillette contract this year. You'll oh, be able really? to have Boom Sauce at Patriots games Ooh, now. Oh,
0: that's exciting! Because I very would, dangerous I'm going to a couple. Well, yeah, it is dangerous, but that's exciting. But that's they will be exciting, featured.
1: Exciting. They got a Gillette contract. They will be uh, they will be served at Patriots games and all events uh, starting in June. Might be this month. It could be next month. It could G-la. be August.
0: Well, the Patriots starting. In, yeah, yeah, definitely August. for
1: Patriots games. They'll start. Okay. Um, but like events, like concerts and stuff, they'll have them.
0: Well, good they'll for them. them good to see local brewery. You know, yep.
1: making big, a big so, moves. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I would say, overall, uh, the Citra hop, definitely my preferred hop out of the two. Uh, Citra cutting tiles. One of my favorite beers from Trillium. Uh, love the softness. Love the the sessionability, if you will, of that beer. Um, real smooth galaxy is a little more uh of a niche hop i guess uh a little little odder than the citra hop uh maybe a little more advanced i guess i could say yeah um but citra is a great hop if you're just getting into ipas great hop to start with very uh very approachable
0: yeah i would also say citra is my is my favorite of the two hops Uh, galaxy has great flavors you can get a lot of great flavors out of galaxy But it just takes a little more time for your tongue to pick up on it. Citra, a lot softer, a better kind of mouthfeel. And it also uh, gives you that great citrusy uh, kind of flavor. And a lot more fruity, kind of a a meatier flavor for you to grab a hold of. So um, that is our show for the day. We're a little lost here. We're trying to find where this new treehouse building is. Uh, we're pulling into a parking lot as we speak. Again, sorry for the lack of enthusiasm here. Second half of the show, we got about 21 minutes in and got cut off, so we had to re-record it. But um, we will do some shout-outs. Shout-out to anybody, Mo. You want to shout-out your uh, your casket pig friend there?
1: Uh, shout-out to Robert, uh, speech therapist occupational therapist i'm not exactly sure what he does hey there robbie but shout out to robert for the uh for the cool trade i had this week all right and all right. also for the free uh free monkish can monkish treehouse collab can um shout out oh, to yeah. jess on the honeymoon yeah. uh on the honeymoon on the the bachelorette party we just seen. so shout out to jess that's um, his wife
0: that's
1: about all i got there so just take a sip for that and
0: oh go down the gate he wants oh, you to go right down oh, the gate okay bro. All right, I'm going to continue
1: to forward here. This is this is a great way to we end. We are
0: at the entrance of Treehouse Brewing, guys. So uh, check out our Instagram, Boston Beer Benny. You can see kind of our pages. You can see some of the things that we are seeing right now. This is very exciting. It's I'm like,
1: seeing people leaving with cans, which like is so exciting. It's entering
0: Jurassic Park right now. It
1: absolutely
0: so, is. Uh, coming up later on in the day, episode 6.5, Treehouse Spectacular. All Treehouse, all the time. We're super excited. We're just arriving at Treehouse. So, we will talk to you Gotta later. Go. Thank you, guys. Uh, Justine, love you. Have a good time at your bachelorette party. Chuck, you're the man. Enjoy your time in Portland. Aaron, also on the vineyard. Shout out to Aaron if you listen. All right. Uh, did we record? We did record. 50 yes. minutes, dog. Oh, Almost man. an hour. That's long. You guys are lucky as shit. I like that. We'll it, see though. you in a couple hours.